And it's time now to enter the darkly comic world of Victor Lewis Smith. And I am obliged to say the following. At the time that this programme was first broadcast on Radio 1 in 1990, the shows were considered to be some of the most offensive programmes on the station. And so let's delve into some award-winning, controversy-causing comedy. It's a show called Victor Lewis Smith. Victor Lewis Smith. Thanks for that. I've not got the testicles to do it myself. Cheers. My pleasure. Thanks. White House. Oh, hello. Is that the White House in America where President Bush is? Hello? Excuse me? Is yes, it? hello, miss. Pardon? Hello? Yes. Who are you trying to reach here, sir? Um, it's a long distance from London, England. Yes. Hmm. Sorry, I just thought I'd point out that it's 3,000 miles was a long distance from London, England. Yes, but who do you need to speak to at the White House? It's rather urgent. Is it possible to speak to Mr. Bush, the President, immediately? I'm sorry, sir. He is not available to the phone and he is out of the city. Um, the thing is, I've just read in my journal, Young Hamster Love Gazette Monthly, that he has AIDS. Is that true? Sir, I have never heard anything like that. But it says here in black and white, he refers to his AIDS. He must be obsessed. Yes, he has presidential aides, sir. Oh, dear, I'm horrified. He has presidential aides? <gasps> oh, that's horrible. People that assist him, sir. Pardon? Oh, These I see. People that assist him. Aides, A-I-D-E-S. Oh, yes, I sir. see. <laughs> what a silly Billy I am, but what a scoop that could have been for Radio 1 if I'd been correct. <laughs> Still, this call does at least serve as a link into my next sketch about sound effects discs. First, would you like to hear a tape wind, madam? Yes. <laughs> dear, 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 I suppose I better do something to improve this crap. Mrs. Tribbley, we've put on some canned laughter. Just what the sound effect, it says, man's laughter. Would you put that on, please? Ow, oh, oh, I'm oh, strangling oh, you. Oh, what? Oh, I'm strangling. I'm strangling you. Doesn't sound like laughter I'm to me. I'm strangling. It, it's not. Oh, you silly cow! It doesn't say man's laughter at all. It says man's slaughter. Great effing Timothy, who can that be knocking at the door? Although considering I have the script in front of me and play all the parts, chances are pretty soon I'll realise it's a singing telegram. Can I help you? Howdy. 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 The singing telegram and we've just learned That your dear grandmother has been badly burnt We're singing this message in memoriam Cause they don't mess about down at the crematorium Hum. Oh, very tasteful, very, very tasteful indeed And what's this? It's an envelope It says, you are invited to a blind tasting after the next tape wind That's right, you've, you've been invited, invited to a blind tasting after the next tape wind Shut up, shut up First blind tasting I've ever been to. Bands crap. They must come from York. Welcome to the blind tasting, sir. Well, thank you very much indeed. I'm not very good at these blind tastings, but I'll have a go. Let's try this one, sir. Let's just have another taste. Yeah. I'm very rough on the tongue. Very rough. Uh, he's not shaved. Mm. Is it Stevie Wonder? Shit, you got me, man. Yes, it was Stevie Wonder. A trifle impertinent, too, eh? Very good, sir, but you failed to guess Ray Charles in this blind tasting. Excuse me. You're not. Brian Sewell, are you? Brian Sewell. Y you know, the one miserable bastard in this entire series who wouldn't let me broadcast a phone call to him. No, sir, but perhaps a sir would like a tape wine to refresh sir's you palate. You are Brian Sewell. I'm not Brian Sewell. How did you get in? You are Brian Sewell. I'm not a Klein and a Fuel. You're Brian Sewell. I'm... <laughs> I leave the blind tasting and go home for a Saturday night of bestiality. The following day... I shouldn't have done it. I feel so guilty. I'm switching on religious programmes immediately. Oh. Sunday afternoon viewing on ITV. Coming up, 
Jim Bowen with a load of fat bastards Crap. playing a dart. Crap. Then after that- it's Sunday afternoon in my luxury York penthouse flat, and having enjoyed my cat in the mouth last night, <gasps> I am riddled with guilt and turned to the consolation of religious broadcasting, where Mr. Harry Seacombe is presenting his excellent highway program. Next yeah. is Mr. Harry Seacombe, oh. who had a heart attack a few years ago, got a bit scared, turned to God, and started doing a religious programs, and here's one of them. Highway. Oh, I like that. I walk with God from this day on. My sense of pitch completely gone. They say I sing chop like a brat. Not true. It's the orchestra that's flat. Fat As you will notice, the orchestra is playing one of the musicians' union's favourite games. It's called Hunt Mr. Seacombe. As soon as the orchestra locates his key, the plucky Welsh giant of song moves up another semitone, proving once again that his sense of pitch is not very stable at all. La, la, la. I'm going to turn over to religious programmes on the BBC. They're always better. It's much classier, this. They've got vicars with old-fashioned dog collars. Hello. Hello. This an evening we're going to be talking about original sin. Oh. Look at this picture. Well, this is a very original sin indeed. It's not. I did that last week. It's not original at all. I did it last week. As you can see, the gentleman in the executioner's mask has split the hemster wide open, open, but the fairy liquid bottle, which is wrapped with insulating tape, has still managed to make contact Contact. with an electrocute the compliant and enthusiastic nun's prostate gland. Prostate gland? Wait a minute. Women don't have prostate glands. Well, that's the point, my son. My God, that is original. Yes, it's very original. God, isn't isn't that original? original. How did she get that fully into the the back? I suppose they must slip. After Her Majesty's filth, discover the secrets of my nocturnal activity as they haul me off to the station for an evening of good, honest coppering, which involves my head hanging off on a sinew. I like running backwards and forwards in my corridor. I like it very much. It's very easy when you're in stereo on the radio because all you have to do is you don't have to run, you just have to mess around with the stereo pan pot. It's very, very easy. On the way back to my luxury York panels flat, I pass Dr. Dreyfus's front door and notice a pair of eyes peering out of the letterbox at me. Dr. Drivers, FRCS, Dr. Drivers, yeah. But surely, didn't I make you explode last week because your jokes weren't funny and I couldn't do a Yiddish accent properly? Accent? Accent, that's what I said. So what? My contract says ten weeks. I can't hear you. So wait. I said my contract says I'm in the show for ten weeks and no zodiac of a goem will write Dr. Drivers out. No one. Ask me what sort of day I've had. What sort of day have you had? Don't ask already. Have I suffered? Have I suffered? Oy vey already, my son is such a klutz. I tell you... Hold on. This isn't right, I'm reading your part. Imbecile, so you missed out a line such a cold yucca being you is. You are a... Anyway, I understand that your son is a klutz, he said, providing the feed line. My son, such as they've doodled my life for years, he's lived at home with his mother, never going out with girls. I thought he had developed an Oedipus complex, but when I told Mrs. Dreyfus, you know what she said... Oedipus, Schmidipus, who cares as long as he loves his mother? Oedipus, Schmidipus, she said, who cares as long as he loves his mother? <laughs> Women, bless their fluffy little heads, eh? So one day, so he gets himself a girl at last, but does he know what to do with her winkle? Winkle? Does he know what to do? Does he know what to do? No idea, so my schnook of a son has to ask me what he's supposed to do with her sexy parts. Me, Dr. Dreyfus, Harley Street gynecologist, FRCS, MBLSO, GBH, and bar already, so I tell him. It's simple, this is what you do. You take the thing you used to play with when you were a kid, and you stick it in where your girlfriend wee-wees. That is all you have to do. Stick. 
So did he stick the thing he used to play with when he was a kid up the bit where his girlfriend wee wees? Either I don't know, but when I went to the bathroom, there was his cricket bat jammed in the toilet. Cricket bat. Oh, I see. Amusingly, he mistook your description of his private parts for a cricket bat and stuffed it in the lavatory where, indeed, his girlfriend regularly goes to the wee-wee. That's right. That, I understand, is a prime example of the pure comedic muse. Three cheers, and for the folks at home, refresh us, please, with one of your invigorating wah-wahs. <laughs> to my mind, she's my kind of donkey. Thank you. Sorry, you're a wonderful audience, and that was for you and you. Now, many people have asked me, why is it that half the time the accent is an American and the other half is Huddersfield? Well, the answer is simply because I'm a bloody brat-head. Thank you, and I mean that sincerely, I really do. Now, I'd like to change the mood and dedicate my next song to those tragic Basque separatists who attended my concert in the Pyrenees and were crushed to death as they were leaving through the revolving door. This is for them. Two, three, four. I put in all my best in one exit. Right, that's that sequence over. Now I'd like a tape wind followed by um, a Radio 1 jingle, please. Just a tape wind followed by a Radio 1 jingle. Hey, nuts you are. Yeah, I don't want to argue about it. Give me a tape wind followed by a Radio 1 jingle. No, I don't want to argue about it. Good morning, Abundant Life Prayer Group. Praise the Lord. Is that where I plant a seed for Oral Roberts, the evangelist? Yes, it is. Praise God. This is the Oral Roberts Ministries. God bless you. Yes. I'm a bit more enthusiastic. Uh, I'm phoning from Britain. Yes. And uh, I recently booked into an hotel. Yes. The Pink Pussycat in New York. Yes. And, um... In the hotel, um, I had Oral on the television. Yes. And uh, how lovely and charming that was. Have you had that? Beg your pardon? Have you had Oral on the television set? Yes. Yes, lovely. He said, I want you to plant a seed for Jesus Christ. Yes. Please send me any donation you like to plant a seed, and we will pray for your needs. Over. Yes. Yes. Pardon? Yes. Over. Could I give you $20,000, please? Yes, ma'am. Did you say ma'am? It, it's not ma'am, it's mister. I so beg your pardon. Oh, it happens. Um, could I tell you what my problem is? Yes. Uh, it's actually related to what you were saying when you said yes, ma'am. You see, the problem is... <laughs> my problem is horrific. God, yes. God help me. Yes. <laughs> Praise me. I'm trapped in a woman's body. Yes. <coughs> Would you pray for me? Alright, we'll do that. Could you please send me a, a crowbar and some muscle relaxant? Yes. Because as I said, I'm trapped. I'm trapped in a woman's body. Yes. And vaginism is a terrible thing. It's yes. terrible. Well, nothing is too hard for God, sir. I was too hard, I think. No. I think I was too hard. 
will. Jesus can meet every need of your life. Can he send a crowbar and some muscle relaxant then? Yes. Praise me. Yes. I was planting a seed myself. Well, God, you know that God loves you. Praise be. Praise he him. He loves you no matter what. And you can... All right, then. Would he love me if I didn't send the $20,000 after all? Certainly. All right, then. Fine. So you'll pray for me anyway. I've saved yes. myself $20,000 then, haven't I? <laughs> I say, that's all right, isn't it? Yes. That's the best deal I've had today. Problems or not. I see the Lord and he takes me fully. Link number 5B. I put down my phone and I go in into my boudoir. Oh, I think the battery's on this vibrator going flat. Turn it to maximum, Mrs. Tribbley, and apply some force. It should slip right in. An unusual scenario, I'm the first to admit, but I have been plagued of late with an itchy and troublesome rectal pile and find it necessary to easy intense itching with a vibrator. Don't try this at home, kids, or you could find yourself heavily involved in what I like to call a Cleveland dilation situation. No, 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 Mrs. Tribbley. Mrs. Tribbley, this vibrator's buzzing at F sharp when I know it should be tuned to concert A. That can only mean one thing. Take six have secreted themselves inside the plastic casing of my vibrator and are planning to sing their latest hit. Right, you lot, come on, out. Pathetic, really, the way I keep making anal jokes when everyone knows there's a recession in dirty jokes at the moment. In fact, the market's fallen out of the bottom. Hey man, we were told this was a new talent show got new feces, man. New feces, yeah. I don't understand. Anyway, I'll tune my vibrator up to your starting. As I said, you've got four minutes. I can't hold it for much longer. What are you going to be singing, boys? We're going to sing David and Goliath, man. David and Goliath. Just clap, trap. Get your tuning note. The devil when his temper got stirred When David was attending the sheep for his farm Somebody hollered, I think it was his mom She said, hurry to the field with this little baby sack I want you to take it to your mother's but hurry right back Now David took his lunch back All he hurried there, he saw the usual life Looking right for me when he asked him what the problem was, they pointed to the prairies. There he saw a sight to make an elephant scary. Oh, there he saw Goliath, a champion of death. Was stronger than the lion. 
reach up to his knee. Come on, Phil, the giant, raging and striding. Bring out those strong men where you got them hiding. Drag out your champions from under the bunk. Feed him to the buzzers, the little son of skunks. Now David heard him right again. Said, I declare that joy has got an awful right on mouth of bread. So he strolled to the brook and he picked up a pebble. It was smooth as ice, but hard as the devil. He starts out for the John looks at David and laughs out a laugh. He laughs like a tiger being sassed by a cat. Laughs like a hyena grins from ear to ear. Ba 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 I've ever hosted up my rectum. Yeah, right. it's, it's true. Life is stranger than fiction. Right. Unfortunately for you boys, your four minutes is up. No, no. Chillies have conquered my sphincter. No, no. Prepare to take the U bend to eternity. No, don't, don't do it, man. Don't do it, man. In the 1950s, a group of authors led by John Osborne and known as the Angry Young Men produced plays and films that changed the face of British drama forever. Now in the 1990s, Victor Lewis Smith is in the vanguard of a new artistic movement producing even more radical and socially aware masterpieces. They are known as the rather cross and slightly irritable young men. And at a cinema near you from Sunday, you can see Mr. Lewis Smith's latest gripping film set in a library on the outskirts of Epping Forest. Oh my good God! Be quiet, quiet, quiet. Be quiet, Johnny. It's a library. Sorry, but look. What? Travel guides, bodice rippers, every bloody book in Onga Public Library has been nicked. Oh, God. Sorry. Yes, go and see the film. Book lack in Onga now. Oh, no. I don't know. I can face my public. What do you mean you're sorry? You can help it. I didn't want to read lies. It's not a case of you not reading. No, he didn't tell me to read it. You're me, I'm you. You're me. You're me, I'm you. You're me, I'm you. You know, question of following orders. Why couldn't I get a decent part in something like No Way to Treat a Lady like Rod Steiger? Feeling somewhat peckish at this juncture, I decide to go in search of sustenance. Usually I enjoy an excellent dinner in the restaurant car. 
of the King's Cross to York 125. But no longer eat there since a fellow traveler told me this old British Rail slogan. Uh, what was that all about? Uh, well, it was a link in the style of the opera composer Monteverdi. Do, do but you... Know, you. Monteverdi, it doesn't matter. Look, let's have your slogan anyway. Right, uh, well, a one, two, five train, you can have breakfast in Steveney's. <coughs> yeah. Lunch in Grantham. Yeah. <coughs> tea in Newcastle. Yeah. And where do you have dinner? I don't know, where, where do you have dinner? Tell me. I'm... In hospital. Oh, very reasonable. Ris- yeah, very reasonable, that's very, very Boy, guess what? What? I'm fat, I'm mad, I stink, I'm pissed, and I'm going to sit next to you for the next five hours. All right, boy, you looking at me? No, no, this is something. Want to fight? No, no, no. Maybe it's because I'm Steve Wright. This. Wait, want to bite my pork pie shit face? No, thank you very much. No. Why not? Because I understand that walls have ears, and I don't particularly relish pigs' lug holes stuck between my teeth. You know, it sounds very much like Steve Wright. Pigs have ears. Yeah. Instead, I disembark my 125 and head towards the wanking Chinese takeaway. The proprietor being, as you all know by now, kids, a certain Mr. Lao Tzu, man of a thousand towers, philosophical apparatus, and no slouch with a can opener and a tin of lychees. And a very good evening to you, Mr. Lao Tzu. What's that? I'm a blooming so and so, and I blew you up last week. Oh. No, that was a mistake in the bookings department, that oh, was. No jolly mistake for you, Mr. Lao Tzu. You were blown to smithereens. Well, I know you only asked them for a thousand pounds on appearance and a contract, but they told us there was a thousand pound contract out on you still. That's show business, eh? <laughs> You don't know about that, but you'll tell me a funny thing. Yes. Oh, you catch a train, you get a booking from me to buy your ticket. Uh, when you have to catch a train, you get to the booking office ten minutes early to buy your ticket. Oh, yes. And you join the shortest queue, but it doesn't move, and the long one next to you is moving quickly. Oh, yes. So you, so you join that one, but then the person at the front says he wants to book a blue weekend save return to Aberdeen via Zimbabwe. Oh, yes. And he wants to pay half in pennies and half in vouchers he cut out of the TV Times. Oh, yes. Oh dear, and meanwhile, 13 Boy Scouts and a party of practicing epileptics have joined the other queue, so you can't go back. Oh dear, and the train's about to go, so you run up to the ticket barrier, and that rotten old inspector won't let you through. Oh, he says you should have got here 10 minutes early, so you had time to buy your ticket. Why, what a graphic and, may I say, quasi Kafka S description of contemporary bureaucracy. It's absolutely true. Oh, another funny thing, Mr. Lao Tzu, yeah. Why is it they make CDs to last forever, yeah? They make the plastic boxes that they come in so brittle that they break up the thin bit of the hinge if you so much as look at them. That's absolutely right, Mr. Lao Tzu. It's a mystery. Now, I'll tell you a funny thing. Oh, I will. Tell me a funny thing you know? y- yeah, why is it that your excellent array of oriental cuisine looks like food? And smells like food. Oh, I smell like food. And yet it tastes like dog or dear. Oh, Wait a minute. You're a fool. You pay for it. Later, <coughs> later that day. Oh my God! I'm sick to death of continuity announcers with chronic dyspepsia. Can't they send me anybody? Oh, deep? I am sorry, but if you paid a bit more, you might yeah. get better. If you pay peanuts, you, you should expect monkeys. It's not a question of paying peanuts. <coughs> Don't they teach you anything at continuity announcer? Like keep your wind in. I can't. I can't. Oh my God. <coughs> It's a mark of respect in some countries. Mark of respect? Not a mark of respect on the radio, is it? I'll do the announcement myself later that day. BBC Radio, middle of Sudding Nowhere. Yes, that's right.
right, this is your BBC local radio station, the voice of the county, BBC Radio Middle of Sodding Nowhere. You're listening to the most listened to station in the county if some closed down and everybody bought two radios. And now, a Christ, a dedication for all you... <laughs> OK, pop pickers listening. <laughs> Here's a golden oldie. Christ, oh from the bit. Oh dear, we are having trouble today. Oh, a bit of feedback too. Oh, and I haven't queued up the tape. Hold on, one, two, testing. Here we go. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to local radio land. Everything's bland. And not a bugger listening A BBC local radio Right, anyone you want to say hello to while you're on? Does anyone who knows me listening? Just anyone who knows you, <laughs> Listen to them on their terrible phone-ins It's like they're talking to a child of six They talk half an inch of meaning to every 50 feet of noise what a bunch of patronising pricks. Ah, next caller, right. Are you all right? Yeah. Have any hobbies, do you? Not really, worry. Lovely, Sue. What a charming local accent. Ah, right. anyone else you want to say hello to? Just anyone who knows me. Anyone who knows you. Ah, yeah. right, OK, let's go on to the next caller. Hello. Oh, dear, there doesn't seem to be anyone on the line. Vacuous laughter and crappy competitions. Right, now, what is the name of Her Majesty? Think carefully. Uh, is it the Queen? Correct! You won a single by the pop group Mud. Uh, anyone you want to say hello to? Is anyone who's listening to knows me? Uh, but worst of all are the interviews. All about missing budgery guards and fates that are worse than death. To us, it's trash. To them, it's headline news. Your BBC Local Radio News. This is Brian Nothing with the local headlines. A local man was very seriously upset today when he missed his bus. More on that later. More local news. A local old age pensioner revealed today that he'd had a strawberry pip stuck underneath his upper set of dentures. More on that later. News just in. There are reports of a missing tortoise from the garden of 68 Acacia Avenue. Mouth in top gear while his brain is still in neutral. This DJ hasn't got a clue. When he was trained, they said, pretend that you're talking to yourself. One day he'll find that it's come true. BBC Local Radio, bye-bye. BBC Local Radio, bye-bye. BBC Local Radio. That was John, Paul, George, Ringo and Victor Lewis-Smith. Mr. Lewis-Smith did voices, music and produced the programme. It's so very stupid that when he was asked last week if he believed in reincarnation, he said no, he preferred fresh milk. Certainly doesn't have any qualms about reincarnating a few old jokes anyway. His programme was written with Paul Mill by Marth Sparks and recorded at Abbey Road, not the studios, but on the Zebra Crossing, which explains the traffic noise throughout. You're a great audience, but frankly, drop dead.